Hello and welcome to Neutral Wrestling. It is your Corona Mania preview episode, and we will tell you straight from the off there is no spoilers. Today, I'm joined by two of the nicest people in the wrestling community. Sorry, it, it, we've got Tebs. Tebs, how, how are you today, matey? I'm not bad, thanks, Danny. How are you? I'm Long very, very bad. Now, you're obviously the nice one that I was talking about. Um, we'll move on to the uh, to the not very nice one. Dan, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Danny. Today, we should it should be, what, about 10 a.m. in Florida? We should be waking up to our first day in Tampa, ready for, what, a day going to the pubs in the sun, finish off with a bit of ice hockey tonight. And what are we doing? I am sat downstairs with some Vimto talking to you two. So, yeah, I'm just happy as anything. I'm signing up to uh, Pornhub Premium for free. Right, <laughs> moving on to the wrestling. Um, we we are doing the uh, WrestleMania preview. It's the WrestleMania that people thought would never happen. But let's not forget the show went on when somebody died in the middle of the ring. So how we could ever think that WWE never never would go ahead with this is beyond me. So, Paul, have you been looking forward to this? You know what? I was until about three weeks ago for some reason. I don't know what happened, but uh, something just happened in my life that made me readdress what's important. Um, kind of fell out with watching Raw and SmackDown, and I was looking down the list today. And I, I started reading the list. I thought, yeah, that's not bad for a, for a behind closed door mania. And the list just kept going and going. And I thought, am I reading a house card here? And I, I've just lost track of what's going on. And there's that many developments each week. And then you're watching the show and you think, should I be, is this right? Should they be doing this right now? And I, I've just lost my spark a little bit. But um, you know what? Come Saturday night at 10 o'clock, I'll, I'll be sat there with my Vimto and uh, me, me hot dog. And I'll be, I'll be watching it. So, a roller coaster for you, La Dolce Vita, the sweet life. Dan, <laughs> I'm going to ask you the same question, mate. What's your feelings based on the fact that you know we should be there? We should be looking forward to this in the sunshine. What's going on in your mind at the moment? But you know, you know my thoughts, Danny. I don't think it should be taking place. I just don't. I don't know. I know why we we had this discussion on the last show where like, yeah, it's something to watch or whatever. It gives everyone a bit of hope. A ray of light on an otherwise cloudy day. Well, ah, I, I don't know. I just right. I've tried to watch these empty arena shows. I'd say I've had all of them on. I've had all the AEWs on. I've had all the Raws and all the Smackdowns. I just can't get into it. But like, I tried watching Will Ospreay against B Priestley, um, the empty arena match from that Wrestle Talk show last night. Will Ospreay, my favourite wrestler to watch in the world. I watched ten minutes and I thought, ah, I'm just not feeling watching any wrestling. Do you know what I mean? In front of an empty audience that's going on. It should just be. It's like football. Football has just stopped, yeah? It's just stopped, right? So I don't see why wrestling has to be any different. Football, basketball, baseball, what NFL, rugby. No, none of it's going on, but wrestling has to be different. Well, WWE has to be different. And even AEW, I just don't think it should be going on. There's certain things, like, we're going to talk about the matches later on, but, like, so Drew McIntyre, what, is he going to beat Brock Lesnar for the title in an empty arena and pretend that he's celebrating in front of 60,000? WrestleMania should either be postponed till next year or they should have just scrapped SummerSlam and do it then. I just, I don't know. I'm not happy that they're doing WrestleMania. I feel like it just belittles the name of WrestleMania. I have said on the other hand, 
in 20, 30 years' time, if WWE's still about, hopefully Vince McMahon ain't still about, people are going to look back and be like, oh, that was that was crazy, that, as if that actually happened. But So it will be a memorable WrestleMania, but on the other hand, it just... I just don't feel like it needs to take place. It doesn't need, the world doesn't need a lacklustre, subpar WrestleMania to be taking place. Not what it needs. And I know, Danny, you've said that, oh, yeah, but it'll be like a nice little reminder where you can forget about what's going on in the world. The fact that WrestleMania is taking place in front of no one, you're going to see empty seats all around the ring. How it's smacking you right in the face what's going on. So, yeah, the only thing I'm looking forward to is on Saturday night when I get... A knock at the door, and it's the Domino's delivery driver dropping off my large Domino's pizza. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yourself, so Danny? Tebs, <laughs> Tebs, it sounds like Dan's very much on the fence. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm reading between the lines. I think it might be a bit sour on this year. I get, Dan, Dan, I get, where, you, Dan, I get where you're coming from. You know what? It, it, I'm in two minds about this. I think it's sports entertainment. It's not competitive sports. You know, it is a show. And if they've got the ability to put that show on, when you say it's not in front of an audience, well, you know what? There's probably going to be about 5 million people at home watching it. That's still the audience. Yeah, they're not there. Um, but there's still people to watch the products. But I think this whole thing has shown how much wrestling relies on a crowd to be Definitely. able to tell the stories. Um, I think I think I'd like to think that um, WWE especially look back on this and think how much they rely on a live audience to be able to keep the, the show going and they're as important to it as the the performers, the athletes, the wrestlers, whatever you want to call them this week. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's a show, get it on with, but they should have absolutely, yeah, scrapped SummerSlam, uh, put everything on hold, come back, build up again and, and do your WrestleMania in the summer and make it a spectacle as, as opposed to what whatever this is going to be. But it's wrestling, let's watch it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. At the weekend, I'm going to be sat there thinking, eh, WrestleMania's tonight, something to do." But this just sums it up. Neil messaged me on Saturday saying, "Doesn't feel like Mania Day today, does it?" My message back, I said, "Well, because it's, it's not. It's next week." <laughs> For fuck's sake! He was like, "Oh shit, that's going to make this weekend even worse." <laughs> but there's no, no takeover, no Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, Thank fuck. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's and I mean I wasn't going to Tampa, but you know I'm insanely jealous of you two. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad Summit's going ahead. But I think it just I think the whole build to it has just shown that it it should have been postponed really. But yeah, it's just taking place at a time where there's more important things going on than wrestling. I'd sooner sit back and watch last year's WrestleMania. But uh, sorry, Danny, for interrupting you. You wanted to speak. No worries. I'm just going to say my view is slightly different. Um, I I'll be honest with you. The, up until two days ago, I just wasn't. It, it was a non-event. It was good. It was there. I was going to watch it. I wasn't particularly looking forward to uh, um, the probably the biggest match, two biggest matches on the card, um, being Drew Galloway versus Brock. Um, I've got absolutely no regard whatsoever for Drew Galloway. I don't find any, I don't find any anything that that, that makes me want to invest in his character. Um, so that was the big the big match, and then obviously this is not a spoiler, but um, Roman Reigns. We we have spoke about it. Roman Reigns has pulled out in terms of health. Um, 
you know, because of the, the health situation that's going on. So the two biggest matches, I'm not interested in one of the participants who's probably going to win, in my opinion, on one match and then on the other one, somebody's pulled out. Um, so I was a bit, I was a bit, I, I just wasn't bothered. I was going to watch it, but as I say, it sounded like a bit of a non-event. But I've got to be honest with you, I've been watching a little bit of the catch-ups on this week in WWE and been keeping up to date on social media, and I'm actually starting to look forward to it. Um, and I think that is mainly due to the fact that everyone's stuck in. Nobody can really do anything, and it is a bit of entertainment, and I am actually starting to look forward to the whole event now. You're talking so, me into it there. Well, it's a, it's just it's slightly... Uh, you know, slightly different viewpoints on things, but listen, let's let's dig into this. Um, we've got 16 matches to get through that are currently announced, so we'll try and start with uh, and spend a couple of seconds on each one. Um, the first one we'll start with Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose and Dolph's Corner. I've got to be honest, I'm not usually a fan of these love triangle type stories, but I think this has been very humorous and quite well done. And um, I'll be looking at it not from uh, not from an excited fan really wanting Otis to get his revenge, but just on the fact this is a, has been quite amusing, the little bits and bobs that I've seen of it. So we'll go to you first, uh, Dan, if that's okay. What's your views on this match? Well, I think it's great. I was literally thinking, I think if this had been in, where, where was it, Raymond James Stadium, I think this would have been one of the matches that got one of the biggest reactions. Like, I think it's been it's probably been the match that's had the longest build, if anything. They've been building this up since, like, December or something. Um, I mean, if you watch the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, they did the tag team Elimination Chamber, and nobody cared about the New Day, about the Usos. The only thing they cared about in that match was um, the Otis and Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler stuff that went on in the match. So I think this match should have happened. At first, it was like... Are they going to put it on the Mania card? What are they going to do? I, th- I would have actually, if it had been on the Mania card, maybe done Otis and Tucker um, going in, challenging Ziggler and Rude for the tag team titles, but they went the route as a singles match. But I would have loved to see this in front of a crowd. I think like Ziggler's been one of them for years who's not really been doing much. Do you know what I mean? He gives good matches and stuff, so it would have been nice for him to be in a match that I personally think would have got a good reaction from what can sometimes be a stubborn WrestleMania crowd. Um, Otis is obviously really over. Um, so, yeah, I was looking forward to this match. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to it. I'm not sure who's going to win. I think a, the trend might be for a lot of these matches. Maybe the people who we thought were going to win might actually not win. Do you know what I mean? They might save that for another time where they can get the reaction in front of a crowd where they might win. I'm hoping that happens, but we'll see. Tebs, are you excited for this one? I am excited for this one. I, yeah, like Danny said, it's been building up. I think this has been building up since about November. Wasn't it around this, it was around Christmas when she, um, Otis got uh, Mandy a ham, uh, something along those lines. Or Mandy went and bought him a ham. It's been going since like four months now. And I just don't know what it is about the story of a, an overweight, awkward lummox with a heart of gold who has been looked over by the hot girl for an even hotter dude. I don't know what about that story really appeals to me and many other wrestling fans, but uh, I, I think <laughs> absolutely right. It would have, it would have. Um, I think the crowd would have been most behind it. I think if we were in for a surprise, a swerve, a, a booking at the end of it, it were going to be this. 
Um, and like you said, I, I've got, I was looking through the card today thinking who's going to win, who's going to win, they'll do this. And like you said, I think there's a lot of these matches where they might just play safe and do the Saudi Arabia route by not handing the belts over so keenly because they don't have a crowd there. Um, I, I think some, you know, if they go with the original Mania plan, um, there'll be somewhat along the lines of Sonya, Tucker, whatever, getting involved in this. But um, I've, I've enjoyed the build-up to it. It's 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 the Lana, Rusev, Bobby Lashley stuff, just without the uh, horrible, horrible undertones. It's been more organic as well than that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just organically That's... happened over time. They've, gra- they've, they've What they did with that, you know, like what you're saying, Tebs, about like comparing it to that. I'm glad you've said that because they had for that few like outrageous segments, didn't they? It was basically the main built thing on the show. Whereas with this one, they've just done a nice little backstage segment one week. Then they've done another backstage segment another week. They might have like done a date the week after. They've done it gradually, something they don't seem to do. They've not rushed it. They've let it breathe and organically grow into something the crowd care about. But I I, I don't want to dwell too much on this 16th <laughs> bottom match, but I read somewhere that they were planning on doing the, uh, you know, when Liv came back and she was saying she was in love with Lana or whatever. Apparently that, Mandy and Sonia took that to Vince as their idea as a, you know, one of these uh, LGBT storylines. Um, and apparently they were quite cheesed off that they gave it to, to Raw and to Lashley and Liv and Lana and all them. So I'm just wondering if they're going to go down that route and get Sonia involved in it. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm dreaming big. But the um, I, I've enjoyed it. I really have enjoyed the build. I, I like Otis. I think he's great. I think he's a great character. He's a great worker at ring. I want to see Sigler get thrown all over. It, it, knowing these lot, they'll put it on the uh, pre-show in front of no fans. <laughs> Is there a pre-show? Is there a pre-show? Yeah, there's a one-hour kickoff for both nights. Right, great. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's there's a few. I think there's probably four matches going to be on on the two pre-shows. Well, two each night, sort of thing. Um, so moving on to the likely next pre-show match. Um, Got a you know this this is it again been bubbling on the undercard for for a little while now. Um, it's the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Kabuki Warriors uh, versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Quite happy to see this match. I think it'll be a eight minutes well worked in and out high energy match that will be uh, that'll be well enjoyed. No more, no less. And again. I think this has been worked in the ring, the, the 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 feud. So I'm quite happy with this one. I've got no no issues. I can see um, Asker and Kari Sane retaining. I've no interest in this match. I feel like it's just just to get them all on the card, isn't it? But yeah, no interest. Kabuki Warriors. I don't know. I'd sooner see Oscar doing something. Do you know what I mean? Singles wise, or even Kyrie doing something singles wise. Um, to be honest, this Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross team bores me. If I'm flicking through SmackDown on fast forward and I see them two in the ring doing one of the segments, I'm just I'm just tuned out. I'm sure I will be tuned out when this match comes on. I might go and make a drink, a nice pint of Boddington's on Saturday night. Tebs, you excited for this one? This dream match taking place at the biggest show of the year? Nah. <laughs> I think if anything, it's just highlighted how dearth of the uh, women's tag teams there are um tamina were back the other day why are they putting her and nia Jax back i think nia Jax is fit again 
Um, I, you know, you've got another another big match, and it's the Kabuki Warriors against Bliss and Cross again. Another tag team. It, it just shows that the the women's tag teams, while it was a good, you know, a nice uh, a nice touch of them to introduce those belts, they just don't have the amount of talent there to be able to put anything on more than a pre-show like this is going to be. So, nah, it's not got my interest, I'm afraid. Yeah, to be fair, I think WWE are renowned for just throwing people together uh, in a tag team, but I do think they've tried to work on both of these uh, both of these teams over the course of the last couple of months, so I'm going to give them some props from a personal point of view from that. Um Weirdly, we're, we're reading this list off um, Wikipedia and we're basically working from the bottom match up, or I am at least. Um, and I'm looking at this place very, very low down, place 14th on the card out of all the matches. And it's a match that I've really been looking forward to. And it's Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Um, looks like it's expected to take place either very early on or in one of the pre-shows. Um, I'm hoping to see... Uh, Sammy retain because I love this Liberator character, I love the way he's playing it, uh, as much as I like Daniel Bryan and he's going to be there with Drew Gulak, I think uh, I'd like to see a bit more of Sammy as IC champion I'm going to go over to Tebs first on this one mate, what's your thoughts? I've got Daniel Bryan underlined here, meaning I thought he was going to win but you actually make a really good case there Um I want to see more of Zayn with the belt, wrestling with the belt. I don't, I, I, I don't get why is this. I get his character, I get the gimmick, I get the the loud mouth, motor mouth manager that hides behind everyone. But I want to see him wrestle. And if we're going to see an absolute barnstormer, fifteen twenty minutes, which we're not, but if we're going to see that between Zayn and Brian, absolutely fantastic. But if they're just going to do it, you know, second match of the night, stick it on after Cena White or whatever, then I'll, I'll be really disappointed. Um, I, I won't mind seeing Brian win, um, but then again, like you say, Zayn's too good not for not to do so. Yeah, I just hope it's a good match. And over to you on this one, Dan. Yeah, so um, to be honest with you, I'm going to be perfectly honest. This Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Nakamura, the three of them, I'm, as soon as I see it, I just fast forward it. It does nothing for me. It just—I might be wrong. I can't. Nice no, no, I'm being honest. I shouldn't really comment on it because I'm, I'm, if I'm wrong I'm wrong because it's just something that comes on and it just screams the three guys that we've booked horribly over the last few years we've got no idea what to do with so we're just going to shove them all together for no reason whatever three really talented wrestlers two great wrestlers one wrestler who loves surfing um, they just put them all together and it's just yeah obviously the smart marks like myself yeah we like all of them whatever but it's just I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I watched the Braun Strowman match against the three of them on the last pay-per-view, and I'm just thinking, this is crap. Um, obviously, Daniel Bryan against Sami Zayn has the capability to be amazing. Um, I think it should open. I th- I'm just picturing if it was in front of a crowd, I think it would be a perfect choice of an opener. Um, I'm going back to 31, where Daniel Bryan winning the title in the ladder match opened the show. Um, what I'd like, Sami, I'm going to be honest, Sami Zayn just it just it's one of these guys that I really like, but WWE have just WWE'd them over the last mm. few years, and I don't really have much interest in them anymore. Sami Zayn was in NXT. I'd be watching all his stuff every week, but it, it, I just feel like I've lost the interest in those sort of characters. So for me, you know how much I love Daniel Bryan. I'd like to see him win, and maybe, let's 
for me, the best point, WWE did get something really right here. And that was, after WrestleMania 31, you had the US Championship on John Cena, and you had the Intercontinental title on Daniel Bryan. And it looked set like they was going to try and build, rebuild those two titles. Obviously, Daniel Bryan, I think, got maybe got like a concussion a few weeks later. But I was at the Raw after Mania 31, and we got a really good Cena against Ambrose titled match, and we got a really good Bryan against Ziggler title match. I just feel like put the you you clearly not gonna allow Daniel Bryan to be a main event champion, yeah. Clearly you're not. So just give him the Intercontinental title, have him every month go out and wrestle someone like a Drew Goo, like let him go out there, wrestle his own match, have a six month run with the title, beating everyone, and then whoever you decide is the flavour of the month, Bryan can drop a title to him. So yeah, I, I want Bryan to win this. I'm not really fussed either way. Hopefully, Daniel Bryan gets the fuck out of WWE, gets into New Japan, gets into AEW where he can actually wrestle. So, yeah. That's, yeah I mean, yeah, we're best probably best moving on from that one um, and just moving <laughs> on. So, another match I was quite looking forward to, the stipulation does put me off. I hate last man standing matches. I've got, it makes somebody look weak. Overall, I just got no time for them. I've never really enjoyed one where I said, "Oh, that was a fantastic last man standing match." And this is Edge versus Randy Orton um, in this ongoing storyline. Um, this one, I've got to be honest, is not for me. I can see Edge winning uh, the match. Uh, Dan, I'll go to you first on this one. We're not going to agree on anything here, Danny. Are we? By the sounds of it, this one has been the best built-up feud. Of the entire thing. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm not disputing that. Sorry, Dan. What I mean is, the it, I got no, excited about the match until it was announced. Yeah, it was yeah, the last I know. Stand. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But um, so for me, as I say, like we both all agreed on it, it's been the best built-up feud. I thought Edge delivered a promo the last week. Last week, and I can't think of the line that he said. He said a line, and it was like I was half paying attention. It was on the TV on like Channel Five or something. I'd already seen the promo. And I was half paying attention. He said a line in the promo. I just thought, that's great that Edge is so good on the microphone. He can get a good promo in front of nobody. Um, but you, you're saying you didn't like the last man standing type of match, Danny, yeah? And I do agree. I think it is overused in WWE. Um, but WWE, I think, usually do get some good ones. I remember Charlotte versus Becky, I think, feel like they had a good one at the women's pay-per-view. But... If you look back, so I think if you had Edge going out there and wrestle a match with Randy Orton, yeah, right, I'm not sure if they could have a really good match anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, right? Um, you look at, say, if you have a street fight, yeah, they could have gone that route. But if you look at the track record, I'd say, off the top of my head, some of the best last man standing matches, which there isn't, like you say, that many. For me, I'm thinking Cena versus Edge, Backlash 2009, 2009? That was one of the best last man standing matches ever. If you remember, I think Big Show came out at the end and put Cena through something. That was a great match. And also, Randy Orton himself has a track record of great last man standing matches. He had one of my favourite matches of 2007 against Triple H. If you remember, Danny, it was like, it was meant to be Cena versus Orton last man standing. And Cena got injured the week before. So they did the whole Triple H wins the title in the opener against Randy Orton. And then the main event of that show was a last man standing match, Triple H versus Orton, which was one of my favourite matches that year. So they both do have a good track record um, in last man standing matches. And I think the gimmick of the match 
might be able to just hide some of like maybe the shortcomings of Edge not wrestling a match in God knows how long, or not being himself. Well, not being the Randy Orton from say ten years ago. But I think, and I put this out there now, I think this match will be the match of the two nights. I think come the end of these two nights, we'll be sat here doing a podcast going that Edge Orton match was the best match of the weekend. But yeah. But I'm going to be fuming if it's a bad match now. So, <laughs> like, literally, I will be fuming if this ain't a good match. But do you not both feel a bit sorry for Edge? Like, his big moment, he's, he must have been dreaming of this moment, is m- coming out at WrestleMania for a match. He probably chose Orton as his opponent. Um, and he's going to come out there after all these nine years and he's going to see an empty performance centre, wherever the fuck they're doing it from. So, yeah. To be fair, he's seen both Beth Phoenix and Lita's boobs, so I've got no sympathy for the man. Tebs, what do you think on this match? Um, yeah, fully agree. It's best best built match. Um, totally agree. It needs, if any match here needed a crowd, deserves a crowd. It's it's Edge versus Orton, especially just for Edge. Um, yeah, fully agree. I think the match, the stipulations put in to protect Edge more than anyone. I think if you put two men in an empty room in you know, in the squared circle <laughs> and um, expect him to wrestle for 10, 15 minutes, he might get shown up, which will show him up. Um, I think a last man standing stipulation will help cover him up by, you know, getting out and about around the performance centre, maybe break into a bit of what Gagano Champa did. You were saying there about um, last man standing matches, was it Brooklyn, uh, takeover Brooklyn Champa versus Gagano in the last man standing? I think that's probably one of the best ones I've seen. I, I was looking through some today. Um, you know, old matches. There were Jericho Triple H from 2000, and then there were the Champa Gagano one. And that was, uh, I thought that was fantastic in terms of storytelling. But I don't know what this feud's done so far to, you know, make us believe that the last man standing stipulation is needed in the storyline. But um, I hope it'll, I hope it'll get the praise it deserves. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you, lads. I think I've just got a blind spot for it. It's one of those matches that, in my mind, I'm determined not to like. Um, I think something like a steel cage match or a false count anywhere hardcore match, whatever you want to call it, would be better safe. But that's just me. I've got a bias against these things. What I am glad to be moving on to at the moment is probably the Meltzer match of the night. And we've got Elias going up against Banter Baz Corbin. Fuck off. Is that, is that on the card? That's, I'm calling it now. Match yep. of the night. Never mind Edge and Randy Orton. Match of the fucking night. I can't <laughs> fuck about this match. So I'll let you two talk about it. Tebs, you can go first on this one. Again, Vince is sat there. He's got all the names on the table and he's got banter bars left over and he's like, oh, fuck. What am I going to do with him? I've, I've got to get... I've got to get Baron on the card. What do we do? And Elias has just sat tuning his guitar up in the corner. He's like, you, you two, go out there, do something. Go, go do something. Go make magic. Um, I think we're going to have uh, an Elias song. It's going to get interrupted by the King. They're going to have a bit of uh, Corbin rest holding to work the crowd. Um, he's going to do that fucking move where he slides under one ri- ring post goes outside and comes back in the ring like he always fucking does. And then Elias will get made to look like a dick. And that's it. I'd, uh, yeah. Next. 
Oh, Tebs, Tebs, I've just had a flashback and it makes me sad. Right, do you remember after we'd had that night out in, uh, was it Queens? Where, where, where was it? New Jersey. Where, where did we stay? Jersey City, yeah. We'd had a night out, right? And we came yeah. back to our apartment and we, we were all, the vodka was out, yeah. And do you remember Neil put on the TV Baron Corbin's best 20 moves? And we were like, what the <laughs> fuck is he putting this on for? 20, gone to bed. 20. Yeah, he actually does. We yeah. was watching yeah. him. And everyone was cheering him. It was a great moment. He's, he's got the slide out of the ring and back in. He's got the <laughs> end of days. Every every battle royal and royal rumble, I'm watching it, and somebody throws him and he slides under the ring, and they always turn around like, yeah, eliminated him. And it's like fucking turn around, Jesus. Are you not smart enough? We oh, I want to watch that video again. Oh, it's you know. so It just, I don't, I, I get it about Corbin. I absolutely get why he's there and why he's on TV every week because of this reaction. Because of this, this me getting pissed off with him. That's exactly what they want. And I want to tune in to see Elias smash a guitar over his head. And I'm going to do and it. And it's working. I've been worked. But mm. If I see Tebs, right? Baron Corbin with Elias in a headlock for two minutes to try and generate heat from the non-existent crowd. I am turning the show off because you just know it's going to happen. It's like, why have you got him in a headlock? Why have you got him in a headlock? Oh, to get heat from the crowd. There is no crowd. So, and you just know it's going to happen. That's going to be the moment. That's going to be my WrestleMania moment, Matt. When I'm sat there. Those elbow locks where he's got him down up floor and he's just bent his arm over and he's just holding it, mugging to the crowd. And, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just flipping heck. I don't know. Should we we move on from this one, lads? I think it's probably best. Um, Next one coming up. Um,. I can't say I'm looking forward to this one. I I love watching Alistair Black, and it's Alistair Black versus oh. Bobby Lashley. Um, I love watching Alistair Black, and I believe that Bobby Lashley should be huge. And for, and I don't even think that it's been he's not been booked right on his first run and his second run in this time with TNA. The the guy is a legit fucking unit, and yet he's just looked upon as a comedy act and he, he really always has been um, even going back to you know his first days there, I mean look at the size of the guy, just nothing for me I feel a bit sorry for Alistair Black in this situation but again it's a match I don't really care that much about, I'm hoping to see Alistair Black get the uh, get the win but at the end of the day I, I couldn't give two shits about this one either I'm afraid no, why is it taking place? I mean, I've not, I, I didn't see whatever they did on Raw last week, but th- this is just thrown together completely. Alistair Black, yeah, has been on a big winning streak, whatever. Why is this match taking place? Why, why like, Lashley has been what in a feud with Rusev, except for like what the last six weeks or whatever. You could have at least done that maybe at WrestleMania or something. Well, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley, who wants to see this match? I certainly don't. Black is going to win. But like you say, Danny, the, we were in that building in New Orleans, hungover, when Bobby Lashley came out, yeah, to return, yeah. The, fair enough, if they want to book Bobby Lashley like this, that's fine with me. But they should have at least got the match that I wanted to see, and I think other people wanted to see until they ruined Lashley. At least get Lashley to come in and face Brock Lesnar on a big pay-per-view. Get that match done with. How was that? How have Lashley and... Brock Lesnar been in the same company now for two years and not had a singles match. 
I just think it's ridiculous. But that, for me, that's the only thing I wanted to see Lashley do. Have a match with Brock, and then he can go and do all this crap. But I don't know. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. It's not. A, it's not a WrestleMania match, is it? See, it's it's a bit like what New Japan did, Danny. You turn it into a two night show, and they're thinking, right? How can we get sixteen matches? But and this is the sort of stuff that you get. I still think these sixteen matches would have been on one night. I really do nah. believe. They'd the have cap. done the Battle Royal, though, wouldn't they? So I think they'd have had two, ba- maybe oh, three oh, Battle Royals. Out of all these, you've got Elias and Corbin have still been. Ashley is the Elias-Corbin match of Raw. It's the two two notable people that have got not to do. Same as Elias and Corbin, that they've been thrown together for a match. I mean, how many matches were last year? 14, 15? You put three of these on. That wouldn't surprise me if they'd have gone for all of these on one show. But Black Lashley, all, all you need to do to make that, give that some weight is to say it's number one contender's match. And straight away, it's got more heft to it. One of them is the number one contender. Flipping out, I can't wait for this post-WrestleMania show. What, for Black? Can we have a, can we have a double DQ? <laughs> Alistair Black against Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Or Alistair Black against Lesnar. Or Lashley Lesnar, or Lashley I, I was Lashley. mainly thinking Elias and Baron Corbin. Oh, no. We moved on from them. I'm talking Black Lashley. I'm saying if you've got Alistair Black or Bobby Lashley, straight away say it's for the number one contender to mm-hmm. take on Lesnar McIntyre. And I think it just gives it more weight. Um, it gives a reason for it being there. They're both deserving of that shot. And even if it's at stomping grounds or great arseholes of fire or whatever they're calling it now, it's. Um, you know, you, you give two people something to do that actually means something. You're depressing me, Tebs. Right. This, re- come this weekend, yeah, this is the end of the hottest two or three months of WWE in the year. After this weekend, we go for four or five months, if they carry on, of, like you said, your battlegrounds and your, your great balls of fires or whatever, your Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin type title matches. Flipping heck. This, what we're living in now, the last few weeks, are the most hottest weeks of the WWE calendar year. And I feel like I've not even had them these last few weeks. I'm hoping they've kept some up. You know, the stories they had or the the build or whatever, they've had some up the sleeve and they're saying, let's just park it for now, come back to it afterwards. And this could be absolutely fantastic SummerSlam because of what we've got to tell over the summer because they haven't had the chance to at the minute. If if SummerSlam even takes place, you never know, do you? Well, this is this is the thing, but uh, they might be seeing uh, SummerSlam from the performance center. I can't wait. Right, boys. Next match we've got is the Street Profits versus Theory and Gaza with Zelina Vega for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Um, Street Profits. Um, both teams are. I'm actually looking forward to seeing again. I don't know whether there's been much of a build up on this because I'm lagging a little bit with the uh, with the whole. You know, I'm I'm only watching the major storylines and the, the highlights from it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it'll be a good little match. Uh, I can't see any of those guys letting us down. Uh, so last I'll go thing to you first on this one, Tebs. Actually, no, I don't know. I don't know where the Austin theory bits come from. I think that's a bit of a. They must have confidence in him to be able to put him into one of those matches straight away. But they have lost yeah. Andrade and. Uh, Ray Mysterio to illness, haven't they? Um, I think they brought somebody in who can spot Gaza. I mean, he's he's fairly fresh onto Raw, isn't he? He's only been on Raw a couple, three months, something like that. Austin so put... Theory. What is he in this match? Yeah. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. 
What? <laughs> no, it's been announced that it, Danny. Austin yeah, Theory from Evolve. Well, he's been, been in NXT for a while. I watched NXT about two weeks ago. I'm sure he got... Did he not like get beat in like two minutes? Austin the- Who's Austin Theory teaming with? Well, I'm Gaza. sorry if I've... I Jesus Christ. So I'm sorry if I've spoiled that. But... You know, I was looking no, for... No, you haven't I announced it, but uh, Teb, so don't worry about it. Oh, As good, if. Good. I was sat watching... Um, Raw from last week, and it was Gaza and uh, Andrade, and I was thinking, oh, that'd be a nice little match, that. They're a nice tag team, them two. Gaza and Austin Theory, what have them two got in relation with each other? That's what I'm wondering. But, uh, Jesus uh, Christ. Just scrap the match. You don't. Why are you having a tag team like that? This all, do you know what this was originally meant to be? This was like looking like it was building to what Ray against Andrade. Andrade fails the wellness policy, so Hector Garza is randomly thrown into WWE TV on Raw. He makes a great job of it. So seemingly without any plan, you have Andrade teaming up with Hector Garza with Hector Garza with um, Garza Jr. And Jesus Christ, how have we gone from Andrade single run to Garza and what's he called this loser from Evolve? To be fair, Austin Theory is actually a really good worker. I, mean, well, I don't think he is. I watched him again. I watched him. Again. You remember that Evolve show that went head to head with? Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that. That wasn't a great. Um, it was a really good match, but the other worker, the the big lad who was the other worker, I thought looked brilliant and carried him to a really good match. But I watched that and I thought, hey, shit. But. No, I think he, he didn't look good at all on that match. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But when I've seen him, um, when I've seen him evolve, like I'm, I'm talking about maybe a year, a year and a half ago, he's always looked good whenever I've seen him. That was the one exception to it. Uh, I didn't think he looked strong at all in that match, to be fair, mate. Um, but we've got can see it is. It's a bit of a thrown together match. Um, and speaking of throwing together matches, we've got a triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown tag team titles. I'm sure this is going to be good. I can see the New Day regaining the titles here. We've got The Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos. Anytime The Usos and The New Day are in a match together, I think you, you guarantee that list a little bit of magic. Um, Dan, what do you think on this one? Oh, sorry, I'm just messaging Neil saying you're not going to believe this fucking match they've added to WrestleMania. Um, well, the, you imagine Jim White on Sky Sports doing that, can't you? Fucking hell. No, I'm... Well, Hang the, on a second. The, this match, don't even speak to me about Jim White. I'm in a bad enough mood as it is. Don't want to talk about that prick. Um, this, I re- I'm sure I read this match wasn't taking place. I seen like a headline on Facebook come up saying that it wasn't yeah. taking place. But So I didn't yeah. open it because I thought... Is it not taking place? I, I, can I say some right again? I don't know if it's a spoiler or what. I don't know what's spoiler nowadays and what isn't. But if you don't want <laughs> WrestleMania thirty six spoil, just turn your radio off a minute. I don't want a thirty six spoiler. What is it? Is it? So, has the match been changed or something? I think so. Right. Well, we I'd sooner just not talk about it. I would like some sort. I'm, I'm a bit gutted well, that I didn't get well, this Austin Theory surprise live. I'd have been absolutely livid. One <laughs> I think we've got to uh, we've got to take into account as well, boys, is the fact that this WrestleMania, due to the circumstances around it, I think this there will be numerous changes that we're not aware of until the day. As I said, we've we've known about uh, Roman Reigns for a, what at least a week now, and he only decided to announce it last night. Whereas WWE was still 
you know, actually promoting the match. So we've got to say that a lot of these, even the ones that we're talking about, might change. They may be delayed. There may be something added or taken away from it. So we've just got to go on here and I think crack on and try and do our best with it all. Fucking hell, this show should have been cancelled. What? Ugh, seriously. Seriously. Vince McMahon. Ugh, what a prick. Right, next match. Right, on the next one, we've got KO, Kevin Rollins. Yeah, Kevin Owens, not Kevin Rollins, versus Seth Rollins. Um, again, this is one that I've been looking forward to. I think this has been built up quite well. Yeah. Um, I like... I like Rollins's dickhead character. Um, that basically he took on from uh, the whole Twitter storm. It wasn't long after the um, the Fiend match that this all started turning. I'm really digging Seth as a heel, and yeah, Kevin Owens is one of my favourites to watch. Anyway, so really looking forward to this match. I'd like to see Seth get the win. Yeah. I think Tebs they built up this match really well. I think it's been this has been being built. This has been like the main story on TV, like around January, around February. And I was always wondering where are they actually going with this because it was like Seth Rollins' group against sort of like Kevin Owens' group of the Viking Raiders and stuff. And I thought, yeah, this has been actually built quite well. I wonder what the actual payoff's going to be. Is it going to be like four on four street fight or something? So they've gone with Kevin Owens against Seth. And I think, I don't know if anyone's seen the promo from Seth Rollins last week on Raw. I've, if you listen to previous episodes of the show, I have buried Seth Rollins. He was great in that promo. Brilliant promo he delivered. He set the story perfectly about how, like, Seth Rollins has, like, had these big wins at WrestleMania and stuff like that. And he goes, Kevin, where were you at last year's WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, you didn't even make the card. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. I just thought... It was just, it was a really good promo from from last week. And yeah, I, I can disagree a little bit, Danny. I think that after like, you've got the heels saying, where's your WrestleMania moment? I've had mine. I think Kevin Owens has had enough like defeats as a baby face. I think you have Kevin Owens go over strong. Seth Rollins is like, you, do you know what I mean? Cry baby heel. He'll be fine with a loss. Have Kevin Owens go over strong in about six or seven minutes. Hit the stunner, crowd goes crazy. Well, yeah, hits the stunner. And um, yeah, I'd like to see Kevin Owens win this one. Good, Tebs. Yeah, I want to see Kevin Owens win it as well. He, he deserves that moment. He's, um, he's pretty much carried this feud uh, from his side of things with Samoa Joe dropping out and back in again. And Viking Raiders not really having you know much to do other than be cannon fodder some weeks. Um, but I, I do love how they've built this up. Like I say, going right back into last year, um, coming in as this Messiah piece. And you know what? WWE always seem to let the baby faces down when it comes to promos from Seth all the way back from Raw After Mania last year, all the way through last summer. He's just his baby face title run. He was just served shit on a plate each week. The crap with uh, having to get Becky involved, the the promos, he was just he was he, they just destroyed him. And I think the best thing they could have done was turn him heel and to be this, um, you know, this leader of this faction that's wanting to put people in the place. I think it's just excelling, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, think... I want to see, I want to see Ko get that moment and move on. To be honest, let Rollins take yeah. somebody else on. 
I can see, I can see both the, the points that you've made there, lads. I do. I just, I've got, I've got a good, I've got a bit of a hard on for uh, Seth Rollins as a as a heel. Um, I think, as you said, some of the promos that he he was made to do whilst he was champion, it just looked awkward. It, it didn't look like oh. him, where as he genuinely seems like he. It, you know, sparkles in a heel role, especially like that, the architect sort of role where he's got a little gang behind him. I think it, is, I think it works well with him. Um, right. I'm going to go slightly out of match order from the Wikipedia page now, just basically because I, I can't see this. This is rated as the number one match, uh, and I'm not talking about it as his number one match. I don't think it will be. I think it's just slightly uh, askew. But we've got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Looking forward to a really good match. Charlotte's probably my favourite um, women's wrestler about at the moment. I've got to say, I'm not getting behind the Rhea Ripley um, loving that we're having at the moment. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm not saying I'm, what I'm saying is she's not as great as everyone seems to make out at the moment. Having watched her from the British indie scene and then up to NXT UK, I suppose you could say up, um, and then to NXT, yeah, she's got uh, she's got a good look, but I don't see this fantastic wrestler that she's supposed to be. So with that, I'm hoping that Charlotte gets the victory and adds a little bit of glamour to NXT. I'll go to you first with this one, Tebs, if that's all right. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking... I want Ripley to win it. I think I'd, I'd love that as a moment. I think even Flair's only fairly fairly young still. I think she's in that position now where she can put people over. And I think to do that for Ripley, you'd just create an, a superstar. Um, I can agree with you in terms of that. I don't. I, I felt the same when Lynch first got a push, you know, as the man back in mm. October, October, November 18th. I was kind of like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, what, what's everyone so... Have I missed this boat? You know, I'm just sat there watching it go by. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. Um, yeah. I, I get it with Ripley. I like I like the attitude. I like the gimmick. I like the... She could do with less, like I say, scripted promos and do a bit more naturally, but maybe that's a consistent theme. One thing I was going to pick up on in terms of Ripley, Baszler, uh, Theory, the fact that these are going to be um, pre-taped, in the performance centre mm. means they're going to be protected in terms of covering up watchers. I think these, I think we're yeah. not going to see, I think we're not going to see watch and all wrestling from these lot. And I think for Ripley, especially, maybe, but not for Ripley, especially, she's got a huge match against a huge star on the big stage. And you know what? To, to be able to edit out maybe a few clunkers to, to not have the crowd hijack a match like they probably will do for Lynch Baszler. I think that's actually going to be a good thing for them. And if anything, they're just going to show them the best they can be. Yeah, I've, I've got that's a really good point, mate. I've got to be honest with you. I never even, it, it never even uh, crept into my mind that, but yeah, a lot of these can be really well edited um, so that they can look good. Dan, what's your thoughts on this one, mate? Mm, right. So I don't think Rhea Ripley's as good a wrestler as, say, I don't know, insert other good female wrestler, but. For WWE main roster, she's perfect. She's got sort of like she's got a good look, a different look. Um, I think she's perfect for WWE. I think she's got I like her entrance, which is always a help with WWE. Her facials are good. 
Um, she's like bit well built. Um, so I think personally, I think that this is one of the matches I'm going to allude to another one later on where. If this was in front of a crowd at WrestleMania, go all the way with it. Avria Ripley, go over. You're probably most protected female wrestler in the company. Have a go over. You make a star out of Rhea Ripley. I think NXT did a great job of just... Rhea Ripley was basically just randomly there from NXT UK one month, like, say, November time. Fast forward two months later, and she's one of the hottest stars in NXT. So for me, if it was in front of a crowd, have Rhea Ripley, go over Charlotte. But... What I'd like to see, Charlotte picks up the win. Then you have a few promos at some insane five months' time. Oh, you couldn't win the big one. You couldn't beat me. And then Rhea Ripley gets her win at, say, a SummerSlam Survivor Series um, and wins the belt back. So, yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd have Charlotte win this if it if it's in front of an empty crowd, which it is. And uh, the next one we'll talk about is basically a real cut-and-paste job from any Undertaker um, challenger at WrestleMania over the course of the last five years. Um, AJ's been calling Undertaker out. Undertaker finally responds. And we've got a Boneyard match at uh, WrestleMania. A Boneyard match. Right. Uh, I am actually quite looking forward to this. Um, I think that AJ can bring the best out of him. And as Tebbs has just alluded to, I think the fact that they can edit this match will be uh, will be of a great help. They can edit it down if necessary. I think a good five to eight minute match um, with all the favourites thrown in will be great. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm quite looking forward to this match. It has been a bit thrown together. It hasn't been very inspired in my opinion. Uh, and obviously, we're probably going to get an Undertaker win. Um, Dan, can you go first on this one, please? No, I just can't believe they're wasting the return of the American badass gimmick on, do you know what I mean, on just a random nobody-cares-WrestleMania show. But, yeah, I think they Imagine the pop that would have got if it had come out on, say, the motorcycle. But it, I, I don't know. I, I've not watched Raw from last night, but apparently there was a promo where Undertaker was saying the American badass is back or something along them lines. So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like... Coming out, say, maybe on a motorcycle, a big stadium. They should have done it for me at WrestleMania 34 when it was Undertaker versus John Cena. Um, but I don't know. To be honest with you, I was quite looking forward to seeing if AJ could get an acceptable match out of The Undertaker live in the building. But like you say, with the editing they can do, this would be a perfect match to edit if it was The Undertaker. Do you know what I mean? With this current Undertaker gimmick, maybe like... I don't know, maybe a buried alive match or something along those lines or something. But I don't know. It, it's just it doesn't really matter, does it? Undertaker for me, they they've just they've just abused this whole Undertaker at WrestleMania thing. So yeah, I don't really care. Tabs. I just think the most interesting thing about it was when uh, Styles called out Mark Calloway instead of Taker, because from what I've read and heard. You don't even call him that to his face. It's Taker all the way. And as soon as I heard his name mentioned and Michelle and all this, I just thought they're putting another spin on it. It's taking it to another level. Um, yeah, Boneyard match, whatever the hell that is. It's like I say, it's. Uh, I hope this isn't the last we see a Taker. I'm wondering whether it was the uh, this was supposed to be his last match and bringing mm. back the old gimmick and everything for one last time and. 
to to see a motorbike riding down the performance center, it just won't have the same magic. But um, <laughs> just fucking ridiculous. And everyone with the fumes, the petrol fumes. Yeah. <laughs> Tebs, just I just think running by mistake and kills four cameramen. Tebs, you've got like Mark. Ca- they're using the whole Mark Calloway thing. Has anyone ever called the Undertaker Mark Calloway on TV? Yeah. You've got references to the Undertaker's wife. You've got references to the Undertaker's Twitter. To me, that just, unless it's something massive, I don't want to hear about the Undertaker on Twitter. I don't want to hear about the Undertaker's wife, Michelle McCool. I don't want to hear about Mark Calloway. But well, if, I'll be honest with you. If I, if it was me there instead of uh, AJ, I'd have called him Mark McCool. Just really piss him off, you know. Um, yeah, should have done that. That would have been. See, that would have been funny without actually going into it in too detail. He could have just randomly thrown that one out there, and it probably would have had more effect than yeah, well, talking the about the Undertaker's. Still, it, I, but nobody talks about Taker's wife. Nobody talks about his Twitter. I, fuck knows why Taker's even got Twitter, but it's just breaking down that supernatural element. And he's just saying he's only a man. I get, I get the storytelling behind it, and I, I do yeah. appreciate that. Um, I just think it deserved more. Like you say, you're building up to the ditching of the the hat and trench coat, and you're bringing the motorcycle in, hopefully. Um, uh, and yeah, they could have just hold on to it. But hey, look, Styles is going to do great for him. He's a prick, and he's going to uh, uh, they're going to get the best out of each other. I think. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, we can move on to our next one, and I can already feel the optimism flying. Gee, off can we? Um, we've got. Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, oh. Sasha Banks, and Tamina in a fabulous fatal five-way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So they didn't even take pity on us by making it a one-pin four match, one pin and you're out. No, it's an elimination match. So uh, four, what's bro. your feeling on this one, Dan? Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't fucking know anymore. Tebs? Banks is going to eliminate Baylor, or Baylor's going to eliminate Banks. It's going to be a long weekend. This seriously, <laughs> like, brilliant. On I paper, really I thought this brilliant. card looked quite good until we've done this preview. Yeah. Fucking hell! Yeah, no, it's going to be yeah, I was I was really looking forward to this, and then <laughs> this has really put me in the shit tip. This um, right, um, probably best moving on from that one then. Um, we've got um, one that I actually really am looking forward to. Cena uh, versus the broken themed Bray Wyatt. What are we thinking on this one, chaps? I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm hoping for a Bray Wyatt win after the uh, dropping the title in uh, Saudi Mania. Yeah, I'm hoping Wyatt wins. I really am. Um, <coughs> you guys know how much I love uh, this version of the Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah. Character the fiend, I think, is fantastic. I think it's a worthy successor to Taker. If anyone should have been taking take taking on Taker at Mania, I think it should have been Bray Wyatt. To be honest, is the fiend, but you know, um, uh, the stipulation again. Who knows what it's going to be? Um, I, I hope it isn't like the the Hardy compound matches because they just they were just migraine inducing. To be honest, um, but. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, like I say, I'm excited. I hope it's, you know, comical. I hope it's, uh, you know, got some quite a lot of edge to it, a bit of horror. And um, if Cena does the job for him, then yeah, I'll be more than happy that he's there to. It'll have served a purpose other than just to 
promote them over. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, Dan. Yeah, I was quite looking forward to this match. I wanted this match to take place because they've got a lot of history together. I was looking forward to the build for it. Um, I think they needed to right the wrongs from WrestleMania 30 where for absolutely no reason John Cena went over Bray Wyatt. Um, Yeah, I think Bray Wyatt's going to win this match, however the match is. Uh, I would have liked to have seen this in front of a live crowd. It would have been nice to see Bray Wyatt get like like you say you were saying the Undertaker match that this that's two matches that really ruined the original Bray Wyatt character. He lost to Cena. He did get a win back, but then he lost again. And I remember being sat there at WrestleMania 31 thinking, why, why is Bray Wyatt losing to the Undertaker at this stage? That could have been the passing of the torch or whatever. But unfortunately, Bray Wyatt is terrible in the ring. Um, so I'm not devastated that didn't happen. I Tebs, you really like this fiend gimmick. I much prefer like the, the other Bray Wyatt gimmick, but hey, totally agree though. I don't like him in the ring. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, really, because he's great. His microphone work. I know people say he babbles on, but if you go back to some of the promos he did in the Wyatt family, they were some of my favorite promos at the time. Um, but hey, such is life. Well, the next one we've got up is uh, Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Champion Championship against my pick, the Queen of Spades and the new Raw Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. Really looking forward to this one. Love Shayna Baszler's style. I wanted to choke the fuck out of Becky. And uh, I think Becky could do with a new direction and where she's going as well. So that's what I'm hoping for. Dan, what do you think on this one, mate? Yeah, I don't think this match actually matters that it's not in front of a crowd. Um, the main event of Survivor Series was Becky, Bailey, Shayna. Crowd were dead for it. Um, yeah, just have just have Becky lose in about four or five minutes to Shayna. You know, like some of those early Shayna NXT title matches where she'd just come out and dominate. You can build off that. You don't need Becky to like... Obviously, there's going to be no crowd reaction, so the crowd are irrelevant. Just have Shayna come out completely destroy her, set up the rematch for six months' time. I think that's... To me, you can use this WrestleMania to build for the second matches where the baby faces might get the victories back at a bigger stage, on a bigger stage in front of fans. But, yeah. I like that. I like that idea, actually, mate. Um, Tebs? Yeah, I've got uh, Baszler on the line here quite a few times. Lynch, I think, lost... Has become a, a caricature of uh, Conor McGregor. I don't. I don't like what she's become. To be honest, um, she, I, I got the attitude. I got all this, you know, bravado, and now she's just become a bit of a joke of herself. To be honest, and to have Basil come in, and when you were saying about the crowd and get the, oh, what I mentioned earlier, should I say um, NXT crowds? Every time they watch Basil, I was watching the Basil carry same matches, and you know what? If you look at them now, they were heavy going. They were like they were slow. There were there were very technical matches from Baszler, but the NXT crowd appreciated that and they got behind the match and they, and they cheered it on. As soon as Baszler steps foot into Raw and you get in front of kids wanting a t-shirt and an ice cream, yeah, the matches get slated because that's not the kind of wrestling them crowds want to watch. So I think to have Baszler just walk in and just kick Lynch's head off and then choke her out, and then give Lynch something to build up to again over the summer. Fully agree there. I think Abbezo is this dominant champion. She's absolutely kicked everybody's heads off. And Lynch has to 
go away and build back up again for that SummerSlam Survivor Series moment. To have Lynch just beat Baz off to what Baszler did at Royal Rumble and uh, Elimination Chamber would just be... I, I, I don't... I wouldn't get it. I really wouldn't. That would probably be me turning it off, to be honest, Dan. Not because I don't like Lynch, but just because how can you build somebody up as this this monster coming in, eliminating people left, right and centre, winning an Elimination Chamber without sweating, and then Lynch does a disarmor on her and wins. I, t- I, I won't get it. So I really hope they give the belt to Baszler there. Well, we're going to go on, and this is going to be a bit of a strange one because it's still being it's still up as Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship match. I was quite looking forward to. We've got to be honest. Roman Reigns definitely pulled out, announced on his Instagram last night. Um, I don't know what's going to go on here. I don't know whether they're just going to shelve it or whether they'll get somebody like. Cesaro to uh, Goldberg to say that he scared Roman off and who's next and maybe somebody uh, along the lines of Cesaro comes out or somebody else and tries to challenge Goldberg and Goldberg spears them and jackhammers them and um, just adds another string to his bow until he can get back and do the Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match. I honestly don't know what to make of this so I'll just let you sum it up as you will. Um, Start with uh, Tebs on this one, if that's all right. Well, there's the one option, which nobody else has got. Uh, nobody else has been is on the card actually, who's who's been lined up, and that's Braun Strowman. He could mm. go into that. Um, I, I think that's got a Goldberg win over all over it, to be honest. Um, or there's the other one. There's the uh, the option I know Dan would be quite keen on. Um, that would be having Matt Riddle. Dan would not be keen on it. No, but I think if they did that, I think he'd get destroyed. And I think if Vince they would... introduce Matt Riddle in front of nobody, I will switch yeah. off that show. I, I, seriously, I, think... I know that people joke, I'll switch it off. I will switch it's off a, that show. It's, dream, it's obviously a dream booking. And you know what? If you're going to leave the title on Goldberg anyway, you can send anybody in. But I really do. I hope they don't. Don't get me wrong. I really hope they don't. I think it'll be hilarious to see happen. Um, but if they put if they put Riddle in with him, it'll be spear jackhammer. Put Riddle in his place. Leave the belt on Goldberg. Move on. And I really hope they don't they don't do that. Um, the most like say the obvious one is Cesaro. We ain't got Braun Strowman doing much. There's you know there's a few people out there. Or they might just say you know. Roman's injured or whatever, and the match is cancelled for tonight. I, I hope they do. I hope they do something with it. But uh, yeah, I just don't want Goldberg to win. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got here. Fucking no Goldberg. That's all it says on the thing. There's, there's no way they're not going to have the universal title in some form at WrestleMania. I don't think. Um, I would. It's please don't be Matt Riddle seriously. But um, I think they'll just have like Braun. Maybe Braun with Nicholas, no, but maybe Braun or Samoa Joe, someone like that. I know you want him to lose the title, Tebs, but for me, just have Goldberg retain the title, and then you can go back to Goldberg versus Roman Reigns next, whatever the next show is. That there's no, there's you know, what, you know what I'm just sat here thinking, man. I remember doing a preview show for last year's WrestleMania with Martin, and we were sat there going. We was actually excited about who was going to win. Was Kofi going to win the title? Was Becky going to win the title? Was who was the? What well, was Seth going to beat Brock for the title? We was like excited to see which way they'd go with like 
we was debating over who's going to win the title and stuff. And this year, I know it might not be WWE's fault, but there's just there's just nothing. I couldn't give a shit who wins any match, to be honest with you. It's like... <sighs> anyway. And after that, after that real cycle from Dan, uh, we'll move <laughs> on to uh, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Um, now, after Dan being all positive and cheery, it's now my turn. Um, again, I said at the start... I have got a, a hatred, not a hatred, I have a, a, a disinterest of Drew McIntyre, of his character, of him as a wrestler, in ring and on the microphone. I do not want him to win this match. I don't want to see him in the spotlight. I'm really, really hoping for a Lesnar victory, but unfortunately I can't see that happening. Um, so my heart says Brock Lesnar, my brain says Drew McIntyre. Lads, I'll let you discuss this one. I'll start with Dan. What's mm. your thoughts on this match? I, I don't mind, Drew. I wouldn't say he's one of my favourite wrestlers. Don't mind him. think he's all right. Um, I like the respect the fact that he, like, left WWE or whatever. Um, instead of, like, doing what, say, a Ryback's done, or, say, I'm trying to think of some other wrestlers who've left and done nothing. He sort of tried to build himself back up. He went back to NXT. I feel like for that year he was in NXT, he had some really good matches. Um, I think he's decent. I think he's Vince McMahon's wet dream. Um, uh, For me, though, you just can't have Drew McIntyre win his first title, yeah? A guy that you clearly, whether we like him or not, Danny, clearly did want to make him one of their next big stars, yeah? You can't have him win his first title after winning the Rumble in the Performance Centre. So, as I've alluded to, with other matches, have Brock Lesnar... Like, do you remember when the, everyone was like, oh, Roman Reigns getting coronated against Brock Lesnar at uh, WrestleMania 34? You had Brock, Les- Brock Lesnar, nobody, everyone, that F5, every single person. It was one F5 and win throughout the entire year. And you, the, everyone was expecting Brock... Roman was going to kick out of the F5, hit his spear and win the title. And for whatever reason, last minute, Vince thought it was too obvious, whatever. He changed the result of that match for Brock Lesnar to go over Roman. Have, please, just have Brock Lesnar retain the title through whatever fashion possible. Obviously, you don't want him to lose clean because it'll make Drew look weak. Have Brock Lesnar retain that title and then they can have their match in front of a normal wrestling show. So, yeah, to me, this WrestleMania is just... It's not WrestleMania. It's just a show that's taking place this weekend. Just get through it, wrap up certain storylines, build for future storylines, and just forget about it. We don't need no big title changes on this. Treat it like you do the Saudi Arabia shows where not much happens. You're just getting the matches out there. You don't need anything big to happen on these shows. Just get through the matches Get out of there. You've done your WrestleMania. You've got all your sponsorship money. Vince, for the next 10 years, can brag about how they were the only people who put on a show during this time. Whatever. Yeah, great for him. I'm really happy for him. Just get out of Dodge. Drew McIntyre doesn't need to win the title here. Just have Brock Lesnar win. Go off air and let's move on from this. Tebs, just before you answer, um, I just want to make it aware, because I don't think Dan's mentioned it throughout this show, um, there's going to be nobody in the crowd, okay? So, could you now, with that information, give your uh, analysis on the Lesnar-McIntyre match? Well, it all revolves around the crowd, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, right, again, yeah, going back, I'm, uh, it's, God, why am I saying this? I agree with Dan. Um, 
I, I want McIntyre to win. I think he's been built for that. I think he's been primed for it. Um, and I hope out of respect almost for the man, the wrestler, the gimmick, the whatever you want to call it, they'll leave the belt on Lesnar just so they can give him his drew his moment, you know, in front of a in front of an audience with the pyro and the open air and the big moment. And if you're going to crown a new champion, don't have it in a gym. Um, I think the, the, they're going to have to be very clever how to protect both yeah. Drew and Rock and keep the title on Lesnar. Um, maybe he'll just do the old, the old fashioned walking out and getting a count out thing. I don't know. Um, do it, do it. Crowd yeah, that's the easiest. It's the easiest way. He realizes he's about to get beat or whatever, and he scarpers and, and gets counted out. There was something like that. I hope that'll protect both of them because they both deserve, um, you know, if the chance to tell the story in front of. <clears throat> I'm not allowed to say that, am I? Um, but yeah, I, my head, I'm the opposite of you, Danny. My head says Lesnar, my heart says McIntyre. Um, we'll see, we'll see. I can just see it, right? You've got the end of WrestleMania, right? Well, you've got the end of Performance Center Mania, right? You've got Drew crouched down on his knees in the ring, hugging that title, crying. He's going up to each turnbuckle, raising the belt, pretending that there's crowd there. I can just see him doing that. Ignorant bastards, but yeah. <laughs> if he goes to hit his claymore and starts doing the three to one countdown, then <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, if this would have been the regular WrestleMania, there was no other option but to have Drew win, in my mind, anyway. No, I think I think I agree. I like that that shout as well, Tim, because let's be honest, especially by the the smart fans, like. Brock Lesnar's hated. Um, he's not welcome. They don't like the fact he's a part-timer. Um, how good would it be if Drew hits a claymore, knocks Brock out of the ring, Brock realises his power, grabs his yeah. belt, and he fucks off home. Um, so he's felt it, how he's much they hate Brock be? Yeah. Yeah. I always remember... Do you remember the John Cena-Randy Orton match from No Way Out 2008? Cena's about to win, Yeah. And they're both like going head to head. Mike Kyoto's crouched down and Randy Orton just bitch slaps Mike Kyoto and the ref calls for the bell and Randy Orton goes. Mm. Do that. But I do I think the cowardice thing of walking out with a belt, because then you can play on, like you said, you can play on the fact that Brock knew that Drew had him beat, so he left or whatever. Yeah. And then the rematch can be a cage or whatever. I, I think know if the, anyone's no. a, a fan of the Sopranos, they uh, they saw that ending where they just went went to black. Sorry for the spoilers if you yeah. haven't seen it, but where they just went to black. Spoiler, how how many people are pissed off? If you see him literally walking out, Vince McMahon coming out of the character, going, "Where are you going? Where are you going?" Into a car and just drives off, and WrestleMania goes to black. I think that would be fantastic. I think that would really piss a lot of people off. Yeah, this is this is your show where you can do what you want to piss off the crowd. It should be Vince's dream, really, because they can't boo it. They can just complain <laughs> about it on Twitter. So he, it wouldn't surprise me if he just did every Corbin. Corbin's the guy who challenges Goldberg for the title. Goals over Goldberg clean. Do you know what I mean? Let's get it all. I'd laugh if that happened. Well, here, think about this, right? You've got um, all the way through the Saturday show, you have Paul Heyman insisting everybody stays too... Six feet apart, two meters apart. 
because and they haven't mentioned the virus yet. They haven't mentioned any of this on TV. Just that the whole world's going through. So him and he's insisting everybody stays two meters away from his client. And then during the match, the referee goes in to listen for a submission, and him and goes, "No, I'm not having any of this." The referee's not two two meters away. Picks the belt up and walks Lesnar out. Just something like that, just to say. We're, we're doing social distancing and I'm not having any mate. You know, he actually uses social distancing to say <laughs> he's not getting in the ring with Drew McIntyre because I don't want him to catch a cold. We're off. And walks that back out of the ring again. I, I can just see him maybe doing something like that. And him and he's probably the only person in this world apart from, well, anyway, who could get away with doing that kind of angle. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Let's play on the whole thing that's going on. That is a brilliant shout, Tebzer. I'll be honest with you. If that doesn't happen in some way or shape or form, I'm going to be disappointed now. Um, <laughs> They've got to have one match that plays on, the finish plays on this like epidemic that's going on, this coronavirus, at the end of the day. But well, they haven't even they... mentioned it. They haven't, they haven't even mentioned the shows. From what I've seen, anyway, they might... No, even they've, the not, they've not mentioned it. It's probably I not mean, hit WWE World yet. I mean, the, Triple H mentioned it briefly on the first... First one, yeah, first, you know, something like. But that, that's it. I mean, what, what I'd like. Uh, there's, there's two things I want to discuss before we before we head off uh, for this one. But very quickly, would you like? To, would either of you like to see Vince McMahon as the head of the company? Is basically the Ogliark or the Zara of wrestling? Get would you like to see him address the crowd? No. Or the, the the obviously the audience. No, for you. Dan. I don't want to. I don't want to see that guy's face on my TV screen. Nope. Well, that's magnanimous, Paul. If he comes out at the start of night one, well, no, it's going to be Gronk, isn't it? Jeez. Oh Christ! I forgot about that. <laughs> so Gronk comes out to introduce Vince McMahon, and he comes out and he speaks with compassion and empathy. And says just what you did there. The show must go on. We're putting on a show the best we can. I hope you enjoy it. Fair play. If Gronk comes out with and throwing pancakes into empty seats and saying, "Who gives a shit about all this virus? Let's let's party." Then no, I don't. I don't want to see my man. If he can come out and be like you said, compassionate. Um, understanding about what's going on, but very realistic and saying we just want the show to continue. The show must go on as the old thing goes. Um, mm. Then yeah, I, I won't mind seeing that. Just as a you know, a quick two minutes, just to acknowledge. Look, we know everything isn't right right now. We're not trying to kid you that it is, and I think up to now they are trying to kid on that what they're doing is normal. It would have happened if there were people there or not. And you've said there, Dan, all these matches it just don't feel like a WrestleMania. Well, that's because you know, wrestlers, staff, technicians, audience, venues, they're dropping like flies. And we know this isn't the show that they wanted to do. We know this isn't a natural story progression, which means we're not invested in it. Um, somebody just acknowledging that and saying, we get it, we're not pretending everything's all right, but we're doing the best we can. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that's yeah, a good so. shout, that, Tebs. If he came out, yeah, and said, look, if the Belarus Premier Division can do it, then so can I. I'd respect him. But is it the Belarus president who said, let's just crack on, drink some vodka, and it'll go? Someone Forza like, is Lotch, by the way. That's my team in the Belarusian Premier League. Oh, oh, mine and Neil's is Slutschki, or whatever they're called. So was it the Belarus oh, prime minister that said that? Yeah. No, Did I miss no. an email? 
Am I supposed to have a Belarusian football team? <laughs> yeah, me and Neil decided that it'd be good if we both supported the same team for once, so we, we just agreed the same one. That, that sounds like a good idea. Unity in the face of adversity. Just to finish on, chaps, I'd like to speak. Me and Dan have actually spoke about this months and months and months ago, but seeing as though things have changed in the world so much recently, um, you know, and, and this has rather been forced upon WWE, we spoke and said, talked about the possibility of a two-night WrestleMania going forward. Now, this is a completely strange circumstance. If this was under normal circumstances, it was in an arena and it was over two nights, is it something that you welcome, especially after what happened with Wrestle Kingdom? Paul, yes. those on that one Sorry. first, mate. Is that for me? Yeah. Um, yes. Six matches a night, yeah, go for it. Um... 10 or more a night, no. It, it, I think, to be honest, I think the, the two-night thing, I think Wrestle Kingdom got away with it because of the love and the credit that New Japan have built up. Um, you know, I, I tuned in for that, and I'm not a regular New Japan uh, viewer, uh, but I you know, I went and bought it and tuned in, and etc., because I wanted to see what, what it were all about. Um, for WWE to do it, I think it just looked like money-grabbing, to be honest. You can suddenly charge 300 quid a ticket uh, for two nights, uh, instead, you know, get a, get basic, get paid twice. Um, I hope they don't do that. Um, if again, if they can show restraint and they can, you know, tell a story from was it was it this year from the New Japan was it Naito and help us out? Okada. Naito and Okada. It the was the, the two title thing, wasn't it? I'm not saying yeah. do we do the two titles match, but you know, have a match where there's a a contenders match on one night or money in the bank match one night and it gets cashed in the next or something like that to show there was a need to do it over two nights but if they're just going to you know throw as many matches as they can and get a bigger payday then nah, I won't be too keen on that No worries well Dan I'll leave it with you to, uh, to close out the show your thoughts on a two night Wrestlemania Yeah go for it why not if I'm travelling to the other side of the world I'll go to two Wrestlemanias look at look at the last your last three, four main events of WrestleMania, yeah, right? To be fair, the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match at 31 was quite electric, but that show wasn't as long. So you go for, like, these five, six-hour shows that they've done. 32, Triple H versus Roman Reigns, crowd asleep. 33, Undertaker, Roman Reigns, crowd asleep. 34, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, crowd throwing beach balls chanting for Johnny Gargano. WrestleMania 35, one of the most over baby faces of the last five years. Becky Lynch wins the title against two people that people didn't like. And what happens? Crickets. The shows go on too long. Split them over two nights. I'd say do it, but my only fear, like you say, is they'd probably just do two six-hour shows over two nights. So, yeah. And if they're going to make the most of it, which New Japan didn't do, if they're going to make the most of it and do it sensibly, do it over two nights. If they're not going to do it sensibly and realistic, then don't do it over two nights. But, yeah. Can I just finish on? What are you both doing for WrestleMania? Where are you watching it? Are you getting some food, <laughs> some beers in? Do you know what I mean? I just feel like I'm curious what you're what you doing. Saturday night. I'll, Saturday I'll take night. this one, Paul. I think I can answer for both of us. We're watching Please the go house. ahead. Of... <laughs> <laughs> are you going out? I'm, head, I'm heading uptown. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, poor Chris, Danny. You said to him when he found out WrestleMania got cancelled, he's like, it's all right. Don't worry, lad. We'll all meet up. We'll have a great time watching the show together. Poor Chris is going to be sat there thinking, that lying bastard. Yeah, I think yeah. Chris is sensible enough to understand the situation we're living in. Um, who was the uh, Welshman you were just doing an impression of there? <laughs> Ian oh, Rush. Yeah. Ian Rush. Ian Rush and Michael Owen, I was doing an impression of. dickhead as well. Um, hey. Right, I shall end this. I thank you both very much. Let's hope we have a good WrestleMania and let's hope it surprises us all. To everyone out there, enjoy WrestleMania, make the most of it, and we will see you on the other side. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm going to finish off with my most favourite WrestleMania theme tune of the last few years. Everyone, enjoy the show. Come back Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We will have our shows up reviewing the show. Subscribe to the podcast. Get yourselves a Domino's in because it's going to be a long weekend. See you later. Oh, I enjoyed that. Hey, you had to go for half six. Well, nah, it'd be all right, won't it? Um, it'd be fine. I'm trying to think. You don't have to go on, lad. Me? <laughs> oh, it's a podcast. I'm gonna give my opinion on that.